Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. I yeah. Think. I think it's an S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This book, I believe this is her debut novel. I don't think I've ever read anything by her before. It was highly praised by many authors on the cover, which I'm also like, how it's, it's praised by Christina Lauren and a- Ali Hazelwood, people we love, mm-hmm. and it is a Good Morning America book club pick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we don't know if we agree with these rave reviews. Yeah, you know, I a similar thing happened with I think it was a Flicker in the Dark by Stacy Willingham. She had like a huge Karen Slaughter praise right on the front cover, and you know, Karen Slaughter is my all time favorite thriller author and so I picked up that book we did it for the podcast and I was so unimpressed and I was like did Karen Slaughter really give her seal of approval or does something else go on in the publishing industry where like they're friends and they slap their name on it or they get paid to slap their name on it or someone emails them and their assistant just slaps their name on it you know I wonder. I do wonder. And I know they're on the same publishing house. They're from Berkeley. So it's definitely a publisher, like, insider. And I feel like this book definitely... I have a friend in publishing. He said the more you see it out, like, it's more like they paid for that book and they really need to sell. So mm-hmm. I definitely think it, it's a great... It's a good concept. And it sounded really good. Like, I had high expectations for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I have to believe that Berkeley probably paid a lot of money for this book and really had to hype it up. Uh, which also begs the question, like, kind of what happened? Because I would have paid a lot of money for the concept as well. I think the concept of this book is so unique and fun and cool. I just thought the execution was not so great. The book was very predictable. like millennial throw up on the page between the the gay brother the um the uh oh gosh uh the bisexual sister the non-binary friend the um like really cool mom and the progressive funeral home where like they dance to cool music right after someone dies it was like someone took everything that millennials have accepted and just threw it up on the page with no context no like deeper dive because you have me focusing on the wrong things in this story. I mean, that was like, I, I can get into, I wrote a whole review, but like, maybe we should do a synopsis at some point, just so people know what we're talking about. I agree, because I was confused with the side characters. Like, I knew her brother, but I was like, his brother's uh, boyfriend was Nikki, which is a very... It could it's go a girl either guy way. Name. Yeah. So I Nikki. was like, wait, I thought he was gay. And I'm like, wait, no, but he's not gay. And I was like, confused there. Then there was like Alice. Yeah. Is that the sister? Yeah, Alice. Who is the, the older woman who like watches her? The older woman who I watches her? I thought there her? was somebody else that was not Alice. Uh, the, the non-binary person? Oh, maybe that's who it is. There was like Dana. So she included this random non-binary character and all this non-binary character does is read a book in the hotel and literally has no other role in the entire book and it's like what was the point of that (laughs) I think it yeah she just wants to be inclusive of everything I just wish it had more like context yeah yeah it just kind of felt like throw up on a page like I'm gonna get all the diversity in there and she even mentions like fanfic and it's like 
I don't know. I always feel like um, cheap when an author mentions things like fan fiction or when they re- like she referenced the hating game. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. She referenced the- Twilight. Yeah, it gives me the ick when they reference these like low bar romance things in their romance novel. Well, you know how much I hate the hating game. I, I don't mind when they mention fanfic, but like in a way that's like, oh, my my fictional fanfic. Because I feel like that led to her becoming an author and like her fanfic was a part of her. Mm-hmm. And that's how like the ghost Annie found her writing fanfic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't like when she like drops like actual names. Like I want I want I want a fake world. I do too. But just like, I'll just read the synopsis I wrote in my Goodreads thing, just to give context in case you haven't read the book for some reason, and you're trying to get a sense of whether you should. Florence stays the ghostwriter for a very famous romance author, but Florence no longer believes in love. Her new editor, Ben, who is handsome as hell, refuses to give her an extension on her novel. When her father dies and she returns home, she thinks her writing career is over until the ghost of Ben shows up to help her finish her manuscript. So I feel like we're going to have to give a spoiler warning because I want to get into the ending. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess up until this point, if you have not read this book, I would stop listening, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole book is predictable, so I kind of feel like we don't even have to do a spoiler warning, but let's give one. Spoiler warning. I, okay, so this is might be, this is very unlike me to have this opinion, but I think she should have kept Ben dead. Oh my gosh, I love that! Oh my gosh! Kill them all! <laughs> I just feel like the meaning was lost in the fact that she resurrected him. Yeah, yeah. I, I Someone else in some of the other reviews I read wrote that. I didn't necessarily have that feeling like he must stay dead. Um, I thought her not immediately going to the hospital and telling him how she felt was stupid. Like, why did she just go there, punch her ex and leave? That made absolutely no sense. And then they ghosted each other for three months. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Ghosted each other. Anyway, for three months. And I was just like, what was the point of this novel? I can't remember. But I do love the idea of him staying dead. Elaborate. I just feel like the whole point was her to like, she thought he was staying for her to write the book and then it wasn't it was her to figure out like i guess love is everywhere in the world and it's not just with one relationship and she can finish the romance because love is everywhere and i'm a hopeless romantic i love love i feel like he helped her learn that lesson and then like that was it like he should have just like gone off to the afterlife and she would have taken this knowledge and just become like a new version of herself and I don't like sad endings, but I feel like with this story, it deserved a sad ending. And I think that also plays into the execution of the book because she executed their romance so poorly, in my opinion, where she couldn't do that as the ending. She did insta-love, which you don't really love. I'm starting to find I don't really love. But like, who jumps a guy's bones in the back alley of some like poetry reading thing and just starts making out of him, making out with him. And then later, like he's like, I should have just locked the door the moment you come in and, and made out with you right then. It's like, that's insta love. I, I don't know. Like it just, maybe if it had been more platonic or like, th- like, yes, I think I'm falling in love with him, 
Um, but he's a ghost. He's passing on. And then like, I've learned my lesson. He's made me believe in love again. Okay. If I can fall in love with a dead guy, I can fall in love with someone in real life. Like that would have been very meaningful. Yes, I did. So I'm, I am torn though. Cause I, I love that. Like they've had these like chances. So whenever she would reflect back that at the party that she met her ex at, he was there and he was like watching her and like he had all these chances that could have been together. But mm-hmm. I also feel like it would have been so beautifully tragic that like they've had all these could have been and they just it it didn't it wasn't it. They Which I don't other. like tragedy, but I just feel like the story and the plot and like it was all around death. It was like how beautiful death is, I feel like was like the theme of this book. And I just feel like she should have just accepted death the author and killed him off did you know he wasn't dead throughout the book uh i kind of no i actually really was like um i didn't think so i don't think i look into like the details as much as you do oh, yeah, i kind of yeah. get caught up in the story so i didn't but um, i wasn't that shocked okay yeah i recorded a read with me as i was doing it that i'm gonna post that basically details how i knew but like one of the two, the two biggest things, the reasons I knew immediately was, you know what? I marked it. I'll just read it because it made me so mad. Uh, she was like, he was on all accounts dead. Rose had verified it. And this is on page 117. And I immediately stopped and was like, Rose didn't say he's dead, you idiot. She said he got hit by a car. I don't know. Like it pissed me off that <laughs> the main character said that. <laughs> no, I read your review um, that and then it was um, that he kept them like, he was changing and she had them bring up how he didn't look like a normal ghost. Yeah, he was getting he was growing stubble. He had bags under his eyes. He could hear voices around him. I'm like, the guy is in a coma. He's in a coma. <laughs> I like the whole ex plot of how he like basically used her stories and to write a story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was kind of I thought was like good, but I don't the ending when she punched in the face, I was like there's better revenge than that it just wasn't necessary it wasn't and i feel like there was there was better revenge like honestly i feel like she should have he because she was in the same like field like if she even just started gossiping to her friends like, it would have got around that he just took her life and made it a story oh that's what i thought was gonna happen not her gossiping but i thought so because i kind of knew ben was alive i thought because ben's like a executive like publisher or whatever like he's the second command or something I thought Ben would have her back and let people know what her ex did and the book would either get pulled or there'd be like a copyright suit or something like that and instead it was like Ben and her didn't talk for three months and then he was just like sure I'll fly out to your brother's wedding woohoo the end I, that was the part I think that she just like fully ruined it I really feel like she could have turned this book around with her ending the last like mm-hmm. three chapters I think she could have could have been like she could this book would have been like a four yeah yeah I mean it, it's a make or break moment because there were enough things leading up to the end that were good that she should have capitalized on like I said I thought the plot was so good as far as you know she believes love is dead I I and I wrote this in my review this book kind of did make me believe in love again. So like, it's it's hard for me to bash it so much because I feel like the point of like believing in love kind of did get through to me. I mean, I cried. I like, I cried at the dad's funeral. I cried when like they were dancing, all that stuff. 
And then by the end, I was like, oh, maybe there's someone out there for me. Like, I believe in love again. So like props to her on that. But everything else just kind of makes me mad because I feel like it was done poorly. One thing that I really was shocked about was how the mother reacted to the death. But I guess it goes back to the fact that they were like really enforced to accept death. But first, they were described as like this great love story. Her parents are like a love story they like she aspires to have, and the mother didn't really grieve much. Mother didn't grieve, and her family was kind of awful as far as yeah. excluding her from everything. I didn't love her family. I, I liked her dad. I didn't like the other people in her family. <laughs> it kind of felt like I, before it like sounded like they were trying to get her out of the will. Like <laughs> they were holding secret meetings with the lawyer. They were going over finances in secret, and I was like, "What is all the secrecy with the will and the finances?" They never brought it up again. No, we have no idea like what was going on. And then I guess. And you read my Goodreads review. So like, just to give a little context before I say this, I feel like whoever edited this over edited and cut things out so that we lost context on our end because, and this is a prime example, this whole, like what happened with the will and finances. At one point she brought it up to her brother and her brother was like, you're never here. Like you just leave. What did he call her? Like, drop of a hat leaves I don't know he he called her something remember she got out of her car she stormed off she left then a little later she'd had a conversation with her mom I I don't remember it being anything about the will of finances she told her mom about her ex-boyfriend and then the third thing that like wraps this up her brother was like mom told us you talked and I just want you to know I'm so sorry we were leaving you out and I was like what the hell that made absolutely no sense the order of those events there was times, so I ended up listening half of it. I, I tried to read I just was kind of running around all weekend. And I would rewind it because I thought I missed something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, I didn't miss anything. This just didn't really make sense. Yeah. I, I, like I said, it was like it was like someone cut out something because maybe it was like too much fluff or whatever. And then we as the reader just had to fill in the gaps as to what happened. Like you cut out too much. We still need the context, even if it's fluff, like. We still need to know how you got from point A to point B. And I feel like that happened multiple times. No, there was a couple times where I had to remind myself, being like, wait, what did I just read? Because mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't make sense. No, and it's, I mean, I've been reading a lot of romance lately. Like I've been trying to get to my 100 book quota. I have six more left. Woo. So romance books are like the easiest to read for me. So I've just been flying through them. So I've been reading a lot of romances. And this one just didn't live up to the mark where it's like even significant in my brain. Yeah, this one's not going to stay with me. And I hate that because there were so many good quotes. I'm holding up my thing to the camera. I don't always like mark books up, especially if I'm speed reading them. But this one, I took the time to actually mark quotes. And there were so many good quotes in this book that I just love. I'm going to make a video with all my favorite quotes. But at the end of the day, I like won't recommend this book to anyone, even though it has these wonderful quotes in it. I'm like, yeah, but the book is kind of not like it doesn't tie together. It's not that great. I'm shocked it's a Good Morning America book pick. I, it's got to just be like what you said, as far as they spent a lot of money on on putting this book out there. They needed the advertising, so they reached out to Good Morning America. They got the seal of approval, and it's like 
no one probably read this book. I do I do love when there's like love stories in publishing or like the backstory of publishing. It's like one of my favorite scenes of writing. Like my favorite book that I read this is this year was one of the roughest draft and it's like this and it like not enemies it's, it's like ex-lovers ha- come back together to write this book mm. together and it's like one of the best romance books i read this year and i love that stuff and i kind of thought it was gonna be like that like where like she'd write and he'd like angrily edit and like it was gonna be this like <laughs> tension editing and i was super pumped about it was not that yeah also i hate the ghost writing aspect i just can't imagine going through and writing a book as much as like because we have tried and like I've tried to write and it's hard to write a book mm-hmm. and having someone just like name over it like I rather post my I rather publish my book on Amazon alone and have my mom buy it than post under someone else's name I agree like I and maybe this is why I will never make it as an author but like I want my name on that book. I want to see my name on that shelf. I want the freaking credit for my thing. It's not a it's not just about getting my words out there. Like I also want the credit. <laughs> and like maybe that makes me a bad person because maybe the people who make it are like, oh, I don't care about the credit. I just wanted my words out there. But like, come on. Like we all dream of seeing our name on the shelf, on the book. So like, yeah, I just can't imagine ghostwriting. I can't imagine not being able to tell anyone that like no, I didn't just have a failed writing, like, well, I didn't just have one failed publishing book. I've actually published bestsellers. Like, that would suck. My pride could not handle it. No, my pride couldn't handle it either. Also, like, especially people from she went back home and they're like, look, almost down on her from her one failed book. And then she sees them reading her books right there in a book circle. I'd be like, I would want to tell them so bad. I know. Um, Oh, that would drive me nuts. And, like, not even telling her family. I mean, I would have told my family. I, I don't think. I think her pride prevented her from her- sharing her with her family. But I would have told my mom. Like my, I would have told, all- yeah, my entire family. I mean, I do that already where I'm like, oh, this is confidential. Don't tell anyone. But here. And I just tell people. <laughs> so like, don't, don't ask me to keep your secrets. <laughs> no, I do too. Um, No, I, I couldn't. I rather... And I rather, and I guess that she didn't think of her, I guess it's hard to be a new author. Like, I feel like there's so many authors that I just instantly buy because I recognize the name. And I feel like that was the kind of the case where her book she wrote, they're really good, but they were instant buys for a lot of people because, because of the author's name. Mm-hmm. And I get you want to sell copies, but also, yeah, like, and then she's, and she mentioned she had an Instagram following too. And that's why she had a hard time selling her first book, but mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would have, I would never be a ghostwriter. Yeah. Um, also, the pumpkin behind you says Zoom. And all I can think of is Zoom Zoom Juice. <laughs> I was, I forgot. Where did that come from again? The, the coffee? I don't know. She was just like, it's my Zoom Zoom Juice. <laughs> the ending really just effed it all up. Like, I, why do they wait three months to talk again? And that was like the first thing he said to her remember he kind of like brought up zoom zoom juice to her and i remember (laughs) i was like this is your wise words of love telling you you remember like yeah that it made absolutely no sense because what was the lesson she just learned oh don't sleep on it like don't miss this opportunity tell him and instead she gets to the hospital and she's like 
nah, just kidding. <laughs> like, gonna get out of here. I, I I feel like she completely missed the whole point of the freaking book, and it was her book. <laughs> I feel like it would have been so epic if she ran into the hospital room and like the the ex is just there crying, like, and uh, he's like. I don't know like he has his like moment of clarity and he just like sees her and like even her Rex is off to the side and like watching this unfold I just feel like that would have been so epic yeah and, instead... and they would have three months to be together while he's like recovering and then they're working their books at home together and then they go to the brother's wedding yeah. together for three months and... they decided they love each other and they're dating within like 24 hours yeah I know they literally dated for a week as a ghost. Well, they weren't dating technically. He was a ghost and they were flirting. They went three months without seeing each other and then they sleep together and she's like, I love you. And I was like, I literally just watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days um, yesterday. And one of the things to lose a guy in 10 days is to like say I love you right after you sleep together or whatever. And I was just like, in any other situation, this would not work out. <laughs> Yeah, no, the ending ruined it for me. Like I said, those that three-month gap ruined it for me because, like, the whole point is we we had these opportunities to be together. We missed it. Now you're dead, and we're not going to be able to be together. Oh, but wait, you're alive. I should tell you right now. I should confess my love. I should not let fear hold me back. I should go. Oh, but just kidding. I'm going to wait three months. It just, she led up to this epic scene where she's, like, coming off the plane, and it really could have been epic, and it wasn't. And I'll say this too, after the three months when she goes to his office, most unethic thing in the whole world, I don't think she was even going to tell him. Like, she gave him the book Ardently Yours, but what if it hadn't, like, rang a bell with him? Would, would she have just walked out of that office and never told him how she felt? I think so. Uh, what was the point of him being a ghost? Also, so, she would always tell us that she's a really emotional character. Mm-hmm. And she'd like cry, but like that was the only time she was emotional. <laughs> All the other times she hid her emotions or hid from her emotions. Yeah. No, her running away from every freaking hard conversation in the book drove me absolutely bonkers. I have errands to run. Oh, I need to go write something. Oh, this conversation's making me a little uncomfortable. Let me leave the scene. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, like you are on steroids with this running away from your problem shit. And I don't know how you get anything done in real life. Yeah, I don't know how she writes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, life is hard. Sometimes you have to talk it out. Or, like, some of these conversations weren't even that hard. Calm the frick down. I did like the father's um wedding. I mean, not wedding. Uh, funeral <laughs> requests. Yeah. I want to send my, my loved ones on a freaking goose hunt (laughs) i love the dad i feel like he just loved life and loved his family and he knew exactly what they'd need after he was gone i thought the getting all the balloons from the party store and it being like it's a death (laughs) was just so my type of dark humor like loved it i want to do that for my funeral i want it to just be so funny no, I really like the dad. And he wasn't even in the book at all, like except the first chapter. Mm-hmm. I did like that he didn't come back as a ghost. Yes, yeah. He didn't have unresolved. Well, oh, actually, but she then kind of brought him back. It, it, the weirdest, damnedest thing with the handwriting. I was uh, confused. I was confused as hell. It didn't make sense. It was, again, one of those no context things. 
I think I just brushed it over because I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm just going to not. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't work in my mind. He had no unresolved business. There was no reason for him to come back as a ghost. So I don't get that scene or why she put that in there. It would have made more sense if like he hid the note somewhere in his like alive or just yeah. kept it in the will. Just put it in the request. Yeah. I did like that he had he had known where her smut books were the whole time and like hit them. But also imagine your dad reading your smut you write. I really hope he didn't read it. I was thinking that too. Like he knew where her stash was. Does that mean he read it? And if so, oh, so much cringe. So much cringe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so there's things I like about this book. There's things I hate about this book. There are things I wish that she could have done better. Yeah. Agreed. It's a three out of five for me. I originally gave it 2.5 out of five, and I feel like I'm lowering it to a solid two. Like, again, again, based on that, there's a really great one-star review on Goodreads. I think it's by a girl named Allegra, and it literally encapsulates everything I feel about this book, but especially with just, like, the millennial, the millennial bullshit that wasn't necessary, like, you can be in, an inclusive author in a meaningful way. This was not it. Yeah, I didn't like the main character. I didn't like the ending. Like, there's so many reasons I can't recommend this book to people. I So two stars for me, because if it were three stars, I could still recommend it. But I can't. No, I feel like I have, it has to be really bad for me to give a two-star review. I think, um, Well, I think the big thing for me is the writing. We haven't been reviewing writing a lot this season because we've done so many on audiobooks. So maybe that isn't fair. But I physically read this, and like I said, the lack of context at multiple times was just frustrating to me. And also the feeling like this could have been written better by someone else, which I hate to say because I don't know, maybe Ashley Poston is an amazing writer and she got screwed in the editing process. We don't know, but I felt like there were missed opportunities with this book, and that's why it's a two. Yeah, it had great potential. It did. But I also think we're going to be in the minority on this. I feel like other people love it. I've seen it a lot of places and I've seen raving reviews. So I do think we're going to be the minority on this. But I think we've given reasons to back us up on this claim. Mm -hmm. I do too. And, uh, you know, November 9 is one of those books where, like, the reason I hate it is purely because I freaking hate what, like, the, the guy in the fire and her apologizing this book, I feel like I hate, not based on a feeling, but based on like very logical, like step one, here's why I don't like it, step two. So it's a little different. It's like less passionate. It's more like a, just an honest review. No, I think we, I think we sound educated. <laughs> <laughs> we like totally sound educated right now. <laughs> Us who also three episodes ago had to spark notes persuasion. <laughs> I finally got Persuasion's um, my soft cover in the mail. Oh, um, is it nice? It's nice. It's pretty. It's pink. Uh, I, yeah, I'm so bad about posting on Instagram. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. New Year. New, New Year. Year, I'll post a lot. That's I'm going right. to post all the podcast books we did for season one and be like, make sure to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, we're fine. Like, we're still growing. We're still like, reaching people. So, People still think we're funny, even if sometimes I question why. I question all the time. <laughs> I mean, this was this was a good review. I, I hope people will come back, even if they disagree. 
Our next book of the season is going to be Love Light Farm by BK Borison. And it's our last book of season five. And Woo! it's going to be out the day after Christmas. So nice. Super pumped for our last book. I'm excited to read this one. I we've had a lot of a lot of misses this season, so I'm hoping this is a hit. <laughs> I I think based on the cover, gosh, I don't want to get my hopes up, but the cover to me is gorgeous. I love this cover. I feel like the book feels like good quality. So, you know, I'm 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 hoping this is the one that we end it on a banger. I hope so too. But on that note, thanks for listening. This is Kayla and Marissa. And make sure to <laughs> to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast and follow Marissa's new blog at sidecharacterenergy.com. <laughs> Have a good night. Do I even have a blog anymore? <laughs> new Year, new Marissa. I'll post. I'll, I'll post. You know, for the new year. <laughs> that was good.